lesson this morning comes from Luke uh, chapter 1, verses 57 through 64, 67 through 79. And uh, the authors have entitled our lesson, Birth of, a, of the Forerunner. Still under the context of the <coughs> prelude to discipleship. And we've seen thus far um, how disciples were made and uh, the interesting point up to this particular juncture should be that uh, disciples are made, not born, and uh, disciples are made only by the word of God. Amen. Or oh, somebody better shout. Uh, that'll make you sing joy to the world and the Savior hadn't got here yet, but you know, uh, the, the, the word of God is the thing that makes disciples. It is the word of God. And I can prove it, I can prove it, because thus far in each encounter that the humans have had in our study so far, uh, Fred, they've always got a word from the Lord and then they sang. Uh, that, that's what prompted my question, what will make you sing? You know, it's, it's, it's really interesting uh, people oftentimes sing to hear a word. Uh, but uh, I would suggest to you in this uh, modern day of uh, modern artistic expression that we don't have uh, a lot of word in the songs that we sing. We have some word, uh, 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 but uh, we may have a word, but uh, we don't have the word in all of our musical uh, uh, expressions. Uh, and it's all right for y'all to talk back to me because today really I'm doing an exercise in what I would call uh, uh, my, hmm, what would, I, what would I call this more? I think I'd call this uh, uh, humanitical uh, musicality. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, uh, humanitical uh, uh, musicality. See, y'all, y'all think I'm pulling y'all leg, <laughs> but actually, uh, you know, it's 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 only uh, primary, and not always, especially now, because of the blending of cultures. But in the African American culture, uh, when a preacher got up and he, whenever he said something, uh, the audience there, the old deacons, they would always say something back. So, humanitical uh, musicality simply means I say something. Then you say something. Call and response. All right, that's close, but it's not close enough. In other words, humanitical uh, musicality may be something like this. And uh, the Lord sure is good. That's humanitical musicality. In other words, there's a tap to it. Y'all got carpet on the floor now. You don't hear it that much, but you know, before they stump the feet. But uh, I, I, I digress. But when uh, what, what word, what word uh, is presented in song? What word uh, uh, did you hear or do you hear that makes you shout for joy and just want to holler? That just want to just say, Lord, you are good and start singing it. I mean, to have a Patti LaBelle experience, you get a whole new attitude brand new song, you know, anything. But um, 
Uh, we've seen over the last couple of weeks uh, three individuals, uh, Elizabeth, uh, uh, a woman who uh, uh, had been barren and uh, married to the priest, uh, and uh, he, uh, he, he just couldn't believe the news that she had finally conceived. And uh, we met uh, the mother of Jesus, Mary, um, um, who simply uh, uh, wondered, how in the world is it that one who has known not a man can conceive and be bearing uh, uh, the Son of God? And in each of those two instances, the two women sang a song. Uh, last week, uh, we talked about Mary's praise, you know, the Magnificat, uh, as the Latins call it. Uh, but uh, what will we see today? You know, we got one, we got two. We need one for the Holy Ghost, don't we? Yeah, you know. So I think in today's lesson, we'll see another song. And uh, it's brought to us by a brother named Zach. Uh, two women brought the first song, but Zach... Uh, uh, came and uh, presented us with uh, the, the, the third song. And um, Zechariah is the biological father of John the Baptist. And we have been told of John, and we, we, we've only been uh, introduced uh, to John as he's in the womb. And we know something about John even before he physically got here. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Uh, 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 he was something special. Yeah. And, 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 and we often look at Mary and her special task as a predisciple, but also Elizabeth was a pre disciple. She understood. She believed God. Therefore, she followed God. And she believed that uh, the, 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 the child that she was carrying was something special, that she wasn't having a child just to have a child. And uh, she believed exactly what the messenger told her. And the messenger is simply the preacher man in the form of an angel, tells her exactly the destiny of this child, tells her what she is carrying on the, uh, on the inside and, carry, uh, and tells her what John uh, would do. And today we're going to see uh, uh, that Zechariah, who when he heard the news, Big Willis, he, he, he said, no way. You, you, you what? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, man, you better take an Alka-Seltzer. And for that expression of doubt, Joe, God said, shut your mouth. I won't let you say or hear nothing. You are hereby mute. You doubt God? Don't you know? Even Mary your relatives know that with God, there ain't nothing that, I, that it can't be done. All things are possible with God. 
you, you, you're the priest. You're the preacher. But you better go back to Sunday school. Because there's a little girl over there in Sunday school. She, knows she can teach you some theology. Including faith. And so in verse 57 of today's lesson, we have a continuation of last week's lesson as we look at a prelude to discipleship. And uh, just keep the, the, the question in mind. What, what, what will make you sing? Uh, it is recorded here that now Elizabeth was full, full time came that she, now Elizabeth full time came that she should be delivered and she brought forth a son. She was pregnant and she brought forth a son. So this is three months from last week. She bare the son that she was present with, uh, pregnant with. She bare the son that leaped in her womb at the very presence, at the mention of Jesus' name. She, 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 she witnessed that the infant that she is carrying was filled with the Holy Ghost. She was filled with the Holy Ghost. And her neighbor and her cousins, in other words, the neighbors, and a family, they heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. In today's society, many folk uh, are not going to rejoice at the fact that you are a true disciple. When you tell them I'm a disciple, they get more afraid of you than rejoice with you. Uh, here, uh, a miracle had come to this woman in her advanced age when, when, when conception was just a distant thought. She now has given birth to that which her and Zechariah conceived. And for nine months, roughly, she has uh, not heard a word from Zechariah. Uh, 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 and apparently he may not have heard anything either because he, he couldn't hear. He was stricken mute. Uh, but, 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 uh, so normally, you know, when, when, when a brother is about to have a child, that's, that's all you hear. Hey, man, <laughs> why getting ready to conceive my son? Why getting ready to conceive my daughter? You know, he, he goes around, he's telling everybody. Zachariah ain't saying a word. And see, people who don't have faith don't have hope. They don't have nothing to sing about. Singing is an expression of the soul when the tongue is too seized to talk. Sing, singing is, is, is that thing that, 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 that uh, wells up in you and comes out, uh, even people without uh, uh, the ability, uh, people who have what we call vocal dysfunction. Uh, you know, they are matched. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I sit beside a brother every week, you know. You know, you know uh, he can't sing a lick, but he got so much word in him, singing comes out. I mean, anytime y'all want to check, check uh, Deacon Mishnah. You know, y'all, oh, 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 I ain't afraid to tell it. But I, I 
I, I, I want to get uh, distracted here. <laughs> but when people heard of her good news, when they finally heard, which means that some people didn't know, they rejoiced with her because they understood one thing. The only way that woman got pregnant. See, they, they didn't even question paternity. They said the only way she had a baby is that God had to have mercy on her. And so they rejoice with her. Oh, oh, I tell you, it would be a great thing, uh, Brother Armand, that, that every time we got ready for the evangelism campaign uh, uh, and we could look back on how much God has blessed this particular venue called Resurrection, this local congregation called Resurrection, that everybody would just break out in a song and rejoice with us. But, 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 but I, ain't got, I, ain't, I haven't convinced you yet. I haven't convinced you that. So we're going to have to keep reading. And in verse 59 it says, and it came to pass that on what? Day. What did they do? What verse 59 tells you is that uh, uh, we're about to find out from this basic doctrinal class that uh, religion does not trump relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, y'all didn't hear it. Maybe I used the wrong word. Religion does not uh, overwhelm. Religion does not come instead of relationship. Amen. Here we see that on the eighth day, like every good Jewish family does with a sprawling baby boy, on the eighth day, they take him down and they do something merciless to him. <laughs> oh, y'all don't hear me. 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 But I'm, I'm glad that they, they, they did it, you know, because uh, many, and as a matter of fact, in studying this lesson, uh, someone very close to me asked uh, about uh, uh, the expressions in, uh, in, in, in our own family, why uh, certain boys were and certain boys weren't. Uh, but uh, most uh, 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 people in our culture didn't do it because of a religious act. They did it because of a medical recommendation, a medical recommendation. And uh, uh, the jury is still out. I, I don't know, but uh, most of you who've heard me teach on this subject before knows that uh, if I were to have a boy, uh, I would exercise this religious right. No doubt about it. No need to experience manhood and have to go through that. But they did, out of tradition, they did it. There's another thing that they did, Brother Davies. They named him. And they called him Zechariah. Well, the last time I checked, first of all, they're way out of order. They, Terry, they out of order. You two had the baby, but they gonna name your baby. <laughs> see, see, that's a right only given to parents. And, 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 and we know through the word of God that even that right was 
taken from them because God decided what his name is going to be. See, because God's name reveals his nature and his nature meets my needs. Y'all didn't hear me. See, see, God's name reveals his nature and his nature meets my need. Let, let me show you how. Jehovah Jireh. God is a provider. God's name is provider. And his name meets my needs. Y'all didn't hear me. And so what he's trying to do, whatever disciple should be, is a follower of Christ. And your name ought to be the essence of who you are. So when you name your baby Cojonet or cocaine or, you know, oh, let me digress before I get it. Y'all restrict, strike that, Brother Hawthorne. No, no, no. But let, let, let me just get back to you. Gavassie. <laughs> That's all right. Boy named Sue, you know. It, it, uh, uh. Because people will give, try to give your child a name. Because they, they do it out of tradition too. Oh, that's Zachariah Jr. Oh yeah, his name gonna be Zachariah. Nah, my daddy was named Jack, Zachariah. God says, my name is going to be what? Yon. My name, God said, because in, in the Jewish alphabet, there is no J. So every time you see J, you, you can say Yon. And so when y'all hear me say the Yon in scripture, they say, he don't even know how to pronounce today. <laughs> no, but I digress. So here it is. God had already told them what the name was going to be. That was the word. That, that was, the, it was a definitive word, John, not Zechariah. But the world and their traditions will try to make you fall in line with the traditions rather than do what God said do. But, but everybody know that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And God seeks obedience more than sacrifice. So in other words, do what God tells you to do. Because it would have been easy for Zechariah to say, you know, he write on a tablet. That boy don't be named Zechariah. I ain't, well, I don't care what you said. But he knows. Because the Lord told him, the messenger told him, this boy is going to be named John. Read verse 60. Now, let me tell you something. Zechariah can't speak. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, you brothers who always complaining about your wives speak more than you, see, see, it, it's all right. Because in this particular case here, she needed to speak up. She needed to tell them, get the record straight. Before you run down there and put on this boy's birth certificate, Zacharias Jr., his name is John, just like the word told me. Just like the message was conveyed, his name is going to be John. 
I know what your traditions are. I, I know what the religious uh, beliefs uh, are. But your religious beliefs don't trump God. God said this boy is going to be named John. That's what you name him. And people who you attack their tradition, their ways of doing stuff, don't you think they're going to go away quietly and not respond to you? This is where the church is really, really, you know, we think because we say, bless the Lord on myself, and the Lord will, the people don't care about that stuff. <laughs> they, 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 they marvel. They said, do you know what, Elizabeth, now I'm not saying this because maybe you old, a little bit advanced in age, and you're not thinking very well, you know. <laughs> Ain't nobody in your family named John. <laughs> To see it is maybe a great granddad or grand uncle or somebody who helped you or raised you. Ain't nobody in your whole family named John. Who you naming this boy after? His name got to be Zechariah, and they indignant. Because when, whenever people ask questions like that, no buzz, they got our teeth. That's right, they're trying to insinuate something. I knew Zachariah didn't have that in him. Oh! But despite the culture, despite the traditions, despite the religion, despite, yeah, it may have cast for a moment a little shadow. See, because, but just see how fickle people are. Before, they were rejoicing, Sister Mill. They were rejoicing with her. Now they casting aspersions because she's not doing what they think she ought to do. You ought to at least name that boy Zachariah. That boy don't look like no John. He don't look like nobody in the And they what? Zachariah, don't you sit on there and think that this boy is going to be called Zachariah. They start to say, wait a minute, you can't hear me, you can't speak, but you can read sign language. <laughs> oh, y'all think I'm kidding? That's right there. Let me make this sign. Say this here, because they want a clarification. They want their way about your child. They want their way. They want their way about your child. That should tell you about how the world is, period. Even good church folk. They want to get all up in your business. Tell you what you need to be doing. Tell you you need to go to the altar. Tell me you need to be praying for. Why at the same time, why they praying for you? They saying, Lord have mercy, include me too. Under their breath. Cause they know they should be there. But here's, they're, they're going to control you, but, 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 so they sign. Any way necessary, because first of all, here's nine. Here, let me show you a little disrespect. Before they rejoicing with them, Vanessa, you got to see this. This is how fickle folk are. This is why you can't pay close uh, attention to church folk, any folk. 
Because the one minute they're rejoicing with you, the next minute they're throwing stones at you. Because, let me, let me tell you, you know what they said? Why are we talking to this woman? Everybody know man has the right to name the child. I ain't talking to you. You don't speak up and say, well, you better speak up. You better say something. So they turn to the man. Zechariah, tell me. What, what you got to say? Hmm. And what did he say? He said not a word. Can you read? His name is John. Did my wife say his name was going to be John? <laughs> I dare you affront my wife. Wait, well, you don't do what? If she said it, she's speaking for me because I can't. You always have a strong woman beside you that can speak for you that whatever she says goes. And that's what he said. If my wife said it, Consider it done. It's done. He wrote it. So now, and y'all, every one of y'all need to get up and shout. You know why? Because that's all God is looking for any disciple. He's looking for someone who is obedient. Who's going to do not what the world, not what the culture, not what class, not what the socioeconomic political conditions dictate, but what God says. And Zechariah had learned his lesson. He, he learned one thing. Let me tell you one thing. If he took my ability to speak and hear, he, he left me with writing ability. He may take that too. Let me do what I can do with what I got. And that's all God has asked you to do. Do what you can do with what you got. Because if you do what you do with what you got, God will maybe give you something else if that's not enough. And immediately, Harry, when he wrote that on the, when he says, no, God said this, my wife said this. If my wife and God says something, it's done. Why y'all checking with me? Why y'all disturbing my tranquility and peace? We were rejoicing a few minutes ago. Y'all were giving me congratulations. But because I won't do what the world wants me to do, because my wife won't do what the world wants her to do, you guys are throwing stones. But I'm telling you right now, Y'all got stones, but I've heard from the rock. And the rock says his name is John. I'm going to read verse 6 and 7 for y'all because y'all have an assignment after verse 6 and 7. 
And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, That, that, that should bless y'all. It tells me something. I don't care who you are, where you are, what you do. You, you can be a housewife. Don't never make contact with anybody. You can be a young girl playing in the meadows. You can be a preacher in the pulpit. But if you're going to do anything for God, you must be filled with the Holy Ghost. The reason why a lot of folk reject discipleship, they're not filled. See, because if you reject it, if you reject it, you don't ever avail yourself to any kind of study. You don't come to Sunday school. You don't come to uh, midweek Bible study. You don't, uh, uh, in the evangelism classes, you won't even go to newcomers orientation. You, you, you ain't go, if they study in the Bible, you ain't going. But notice in all three cases, when these folk acknowledge what it is that they were about to do, become disciples of Christ, they all were filled with the Holy Ghost. They all were filled with the Holy Ghost. And now, uh, uh, Zechariah, Amon, is only, not only filled with the Holy Ghost. See, you're not filled with the Holy Ghost just to sit. <laughs> you're filled with the Holy Ghost to do something, sir. And in each case, check Elizabeth, check uh, Mary, when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they said something. They did something. And that's what a disciple does. When you get filled with this God knowledge, you can't help but tell somebody else. It said he began to prophesy. Y'all don't hear me. Oh, I'm going to stick with this evangelism theme. Y'all, we can go right on through the Christmas holiday. Y'all can sing another. Joy to the world is the closest y'all going to get to Christmas on this discipleship. <laughs> I'm telling you, because what, he, what, what we're trying to show you here is that disciples were being prepared before the disciple Lur actually incarnated. People were being prepared. And here today, we're looking at one who is being prepared, Joe, for a specific assignment to be the forerunner. In other words, to introduce other, to prepare folk. See, because there's some things in discipleship you can only go so far uh, with folk. You can only do so much. And in this case, we know John, he was not the savior. He, he definitely gave his credentials in that. But he was the one who, uh, he had disciples, earthly disciples, before Jesus did. Because his disciples became the disciples of Jesus. John came preaching one thing. What was that? Repent. Repent. <laughs> that was his message. He, he's saying, wait a minute. 
You got to repent. You got to stop doing. See, cause folk can't nobody get saved if they keep doing what they're doing. If you don't stop what you're doing, you'll never go to a classroom if you don't have somebody to prepare you. Why do you think we keep having family church school? Family church school is the arm of evangelism. Oh, somebody better have, oh, yeah, did y'all hear all that all right? See, them old timers who've been here a long time, they know. <laughs> they know because that's exactly what it is. It, evangelism should spring from a, 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 a family church school. When, 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 when Isaiah was declaring uh, prophetically, who shall believe our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? It's revealed in the folk down in church and Sunday school. <laughs> I heard you. I heard, I, hey, Rob, I heard him. He's gone too far now. But okay. But it's all right. It's, it's, it's all right. It's all right. Notice that he began to prophesy. And uh, that prophecy there is foretelling. And it's in the, uh, in a song. In a song. And actually it's two parts. There's both a fourth tale and a foretell. That makes him a prophet. See, that makes him a real prophet. See, real prophets, they can forth and for. Okay? Because they're all operating under the power of the Holy Ghost. Y'all don't hear me. And so if you're up there talking about you, you're a prophet and you're a prophetess something and you are, uh, uh, what's your special credential? Well, I can see off into the future. Okay? I'm going to treat you just like the old prophets then. Tell me something in the future. Because not me now, not, not me, but there's probably some trustees, some deacons, maybe some ushers. They want to know what the lottery is for Tuesday, you know. So <laughs> y'all, y'all pray for me. Y'all, y'all pray, for, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. But the issue is, if you're not right 100% of the time, the Old Testament prophets were stoned, killed. But here, Zechariah, being filled, the word of God tells us that he's filled with the Holy Ghost. And you know what he does? He begins to prophesy, but it's a song. <laughs> I, I, I started to call you B. I, I started to tell you, work on it for a bit. I, I needed a song. Out of, I, I couldn't come up with nothing. <laughs> but I, I needed some music to this because it's a song. It's just like, as a matter of fact, because it starts with blessed, uh, you guys heard of the Magnificat, but this is called the Benedictus blessings because it has blessings in it. Okay, let's hear how, what, he, what he's saying. In other words, that, that, that's almost a look into it. He has visited. He has come. He has come and uh, redeemed his people written in, uh, you know, in, in, in modern language in the, in the past tense. That God is doing his thing. And the only reason we know that, that 
it is has and is is because in the Greek it's written in the, the aorist tense. But verse 69 says, and he has what? Raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of David. Now, he is telling you who is coming. That Jesus the Christ is in fact coming. He is the horn. He is the strength of our salvation. And if he's the strength of our salvation, y'all watch this. He's the joy of our salvation. <laughs> That's why you can sing joy to the world. <laughs> the Lord has come. <laughs> Because it, it, the strength of our salvation has been revealed. Verse 70 says, Okay, now he's telling you, he's just flat up preaching now. See, because he's invoked scriptures from past. He's telling you that God has been with us and that the prophets, the thing that the prophets talked about are coming to fruition, have come and are coming to fruition. That is the prophets. In other words, he doesn't start speaking something on his own. He, he got filled with the Holy Ghost, so he started telling you about, uh, oh, but y'all wouldn't believe some of the stuff that I was exposed to. Uh, this week, I mean, right out of the pulpit. Matter of fact, I, I'm telling you, I, I may write to the government and tell them pull some of these licenses of these churches. These guys, some of the stuff that they preaching, man. I, I, but, but I digress. You know, <laughs> you got to preach the word of God. Amen. And notice, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, that's what you do. Yeah. He was filled with the Holy Ghost and he started preaching. He started preaching scripture. Verse 71 says, You know, a lot of people think that he's just talking about the physical enemies there. He's talking about, he started, uh, he introduced this text with salvation. Not only our physical enemies, but our spiritual enemies Amen. are going to be put in check and done away with. Y'all don't hear me. Amen. See, when you got a word, when you got a word, you can sing a word. See, when you got the word and you know that God saved your soul, Joe, you know God saved your soul. I'm going to give you all a chance. I'm going to give you all a chance right now. You know God saved your chance. Sing any song you want. Anybody? One at one at a time, though. Anybody? Just raise your hand. I can see you out of my periphery everywhere. Tell me. All right, B. Okay, you got experience with the Lord? You have a relationship with the Lord? You can sing that song. See, it'll spring for when you think about it. I will bless the Lord at all times because he's good. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, I, I just, just sing. Anybody else? Right quick, right quick. 
When you got some word in you, you can have a song in you. I'll, I'll go for a trifecta. Three. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, Davies. some word in you. See, when you got some word in you, you just... <laughs> what, what was that? What a friend? How you, how, you sing, how you sing that? I don't know that song. What a friend we have in Jesus Oh, all sins and griefs to bear What what a privilege to carry, oh, everything. Amazing grace will always be my song of praise. I, I do not know just how he came to love me so. He looked beyond my faults, saw my need. I shall forever lift mine eyes to Calvary. To view the cross where Jesus died for me. How marvelous the grace, the grace, the grace, the grace that caught my falling soul. He looked beyond my faults and saw my need. To perform the mercy, promise to our fathers, and to remember his holiness. In other words, God has not ever forgotten about us. He has kept his promise. My birth, the birth of my son, is an indication that God still keeps his covenants, that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the what? Hand of our enemies might what? Oh, preach, sing, this boy is singing. In holiness and righteousness before him all the days See, when you got word in you, and especially if you got the word in you, you'll have a song. So my question is still, what song makes you sing? What, what, what word makes you sing? Now, he tells you 
Now this is my boy's part in this. God is so good in all his promises, but let me tell you my boy's part in all of this. Because see, as a disciple, all of us have parts to play. And the issue is, will you play your part? If it's a song, will you sing it? Oh my goodness. If it's uh, opening a door to a congregant, will you do it? If, if it's teach a class, if it's share a word in community, will you do it? And can you do it with a smile on your face? Can you do it with a happy song in your heart? He said, but let me tell you, read verse 76. Anybody got any doubt now? What John's position is? He is to be the forerunner. He's to be the Ed McMahon for Johnny Carson. Oh, y'all don't hear me? Every MC needs a good introduction. You know, that's, that's why preachers get up and talk about, you know, they, 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 they like an introduction. You know, and they, they say the same old thing too. Yeah, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Willis with me everywhere I go that, with that introduction. You, you need to be introduced. You need to prepare the way. You, you need to take some flack that Christ is very capable of handling, but God has pointed you to do it. See, there's some things in church that only you can do because God wants you to do it. You could always pass it off to somebody. I could always call Davis, say, hey man, could, could you do this for me? But, but no, God called me to do it. And you've got to do it. You call yourself a disciple of Christ? You call yourself making preparations? Because the same Christ that came is the same Christ that's coming back. And, and we need to be making preparations. We need to be equipping saints for the ministry till Christ comes back. John the Baptist here, his daddy, eight days after he's born, says, my boy is going to be the forerunner. He's going to lead the way to discipleship. And he's going to, to give knowledge of salvation unto the people by the remission of their sin. That's why his charter was repent. For the hour is near. R repent, because salvation is near. And unless you're repenting, you're still running. You're going to miss salvation. So you needed somebody to prepare the way for that. Through what? Go ahead. Preach, Isaiah, preach. See, mo most guys, you know, they get on our, our Baptist preachers and our expression by, why they always got to sing a song when they preach or sing a song after they preach? Hey, you go with what you know. Amen. Sunday, they, this, is, this is where they got it from. 
Yeah, you know, them, them brothers in the oil, Peter and all of them, oh, they could sing and preach. Sing, preach, and pray. But let me show you something as we go. He says, he's turning, he's singing to his son at this point for the other folk to hear. This, this is what you're going to do. This is the blessing that you bring through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring, the root of Jesse, turn on high hath visited us to give light because we live in a dark world. The job that you are to do is to dispel darkness. Not to hold up the religious banner. Not to go on with tradition the same. John the Baptist is about to turn this thing upside down. When, when he steps out there as a grown man looking all wild, eating bees and honey, they say, this boy's about to change church. He's about to change it as the way we know it. But the issue is, John says this, great presenter. Nobody gives him a lot of credit for being a presenter because he was basically a one-sermon preacher. But his sermon, title of all his sermons is just like Noah. They were all the same. Repent. <laughs> Matter of fact, this morning, we're going to talk about repent. I was walking down uh, the mall the other day, and I got this sermon, repent. <laughs> I was in Usher's meeting. <laughs> that's, all he, that's all he came to do. And see, folk, you can't do more than what God has asked you to do. Come on, now somebody help me. You're the forerunner. But see, here's the thing. You are not the forerunner. So you can't talk about because Jesus came and he went. But I tell you what you are. You're an afterrunner. <laughs> you're an afterrunner. Oh, and you just run. Whether you're for or an after, the, 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 the issue is discipleship. Will you run for Jesus till he get back? John says, I'll run till he get here. You run till he gets back. <laughs> oh, y'all there. And, and you can't be sitting up there comparing and competing, talking about, I, John only had to run a little while. You know, I, I've been in this race a long time now. I've been in it 40 years. And nothing, a gnat on the eternal cow. The issue, you run. That's the task that you were given. Because you could go back and try to switch places with John the Baptist. Ah, ah, y'all know what happened to John? Yes, sir. See, a forerunner. Don't envy other people's position. You embrace them. You do what God has told you to do. And folk, I tell you, like I've told many classes in the past, Please, this mob psychology of comparing and competing is killing the church. You are not competing with anybody. Amen. God doesn't look on you and say, well, uh, I only want you to do this and I only want you. Only you look at that like that. 
Matter of fact, whatever God, job that God gives you, you think it's the most important job in the world. You think it's the most important job and, and no more. And when people say, you must think your job is so important. It most certainly is. <laughs> why, 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 is why is your job so important? Why is your job more important than Harry's job? Because God gave me my job. He gave Harry his job. It's up to Harry to determine whether or not his job is important or not. Because if it ain't important to y'all, it's important to me. Because I'm a discipler of Christ. I know him and I want other folk to know him. That's all I've been charged to do. Don't go build no buildings. Don't go, uh, uh, you know, through the red, deliver people through the Red Sea. Don't mass no big congregations. In it. Just do what I've asked you to do. See, that's what a true disciple does. Who's more of a disciple, Elizabeth or Mary? Who's more of a disciple, Zacharias or Elizabeth? See, we all got to start somewhere because everybody sitting in this class today got some level of immaturity. When you start looking at Zacharias, because I know you wanted to put him down that third, but no, when it came time to preach, Zacharias did what he was supposed to do. And because of his authority, they listened to him. Matter of fact, Elizabeth ain't said another word. See, that, that's what it needs to be. See, you need to hand this stuff off. I've done. Listen, I've done what I'm supposed to do. Whew, I am sure I'm tired. <laughs> and now John the Baptist is born. Let's come back and see next week what we have.